From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, April 20th. I'm Sarah Wright. With the complete shutdown of the salmon fishery in California and the removal of the Klamath dams underway this summer, environmental groups are focusing on dam removal as a way to restore fisheries. This week, American Rivers, a nonprofit that's also part of the Hydropower Reform Coalition, designated the Eel River as one of the country's top 10 most endangered rivers. That's due to the dams that are part of the Potter Valley Hydropower Project, which is still owned and operated by PG&E, though it doesn't generate power anymore. PG&E is working on a plan to decommission the project after it chose not to renew its license last year. Megan Quinn is American Rivers Associate Director of California River Restoration and Dam Removal. She says one of the organization's criteria for designating a river is an upcoming decision that the public can weigh in on. In this case, it's the decommissioning plan that PG&E is scheduled to submit to the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission this fall. Quinn wants as much attention as possible on that process to ensure the restoration of salmon habitat above Scott Dam. Generally, decommissioning can be anything from just locking the door and walking away to um, full river restoration. Our goal would be to ensure that FERC requires a plan that would remove both Scott and Cape Horn dams from this river system to facilitate full restoration of the Eel River watershed. Nicole Whipple, a Yuki descendant and member of the Round Valley Indian tribes, said that revitalizing the eel is a matter of restorative justice. She's an intern with Save California Salmon, an advocacy group that's focused on water policy, fisheries, and supporting tribal rights. She was also a member of the Yuki Committee that was involved in renaming UC Hastings. The legislation that came out of that, AB 1936, includes 21 initiatives that the college and the tribe support, many of them involving access to education and legal assistance. But Whipple said she wanted to see more environmental and land-back components, When she saw a posting for the internship with Save California Salmon, she jumped at the chance to protect and revitalize the eel. This week, she was in Sacramento rallying for the governor's 30 by 30 plan, which includes tribally-led conservation initiatives. Randall Britton, the president of the Round Valley Indian Tribes, says the tribe is ready to reclaim its stewardship. For Round Valley Indian Tribes, it is well recognized that we do have the senior water right on the Eel River. And this has been an entwined battle for years, and it's finally coming to the forefront. So it, it is, you know, the, the tribe's responsibility to re- respect and care for our natural resources in the Eel River is a big part of our resources. It's a big part of our heritage, our lifestyle. Our people swam, fished, lived off of this river for hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years. So our, our responsibility as stewards it comes first and foremost for the Eel River. Do you think that this latest designation by American Rivers will, will kind of push that forward a little bit? Yes, I, I believe it will. Uh, the Eel River in the last 10 years has been getting a lot of attention as one of the last wild self-recovery rivers after everything that it's been through. And it, yeah, I, I believe it. it's a good step in the right direction to help expedite what needs to happen. PG&E recently decided to leave the spillway gates on top of Scott Dam open to reduce the amount of water in Lake Pillsbury out of concerns for the seismic safety of the dam. Quinn thinks this, combined with the urgency about restoring the fishery, could contribute to the momentum for dam removal. 
but she's concerned about another effort. PG&E recently filed an application with the California Public Utilities Commission to essentially spin off its generating assets, including hydroelectric projects that are in the middle of a decommissioning. PG&E is seeking approval to transfer all its non-nuclear generating assets to a subsidiary called Pacific Generation LLC so it can raise money for capital expenses through the sale of a minority stake in the new company. This could affect how fast the dams come out of the river and how the removal is funded, whether by ratepayers, the utility, or government grants, which conservation organizations specialize in managing. It's not guaranteed to be a smooth process. A lot of projects that PG&E has promised or vowed to restore or remove have have really kind of stagnated. Um, One example of this is, is Battle Creek. That's a project where conservation organizations and a lot of um, the agencies of California and the federal government have been trying to work with PG&E for 24 years now on getting some of that infrastructure out of that river to create a salmon stronghold. But Quinn says American Rivers has spearheaded dam removals all over the country for 50 years. And she's thinking about similarities between the eel and another watershed, both in their fisheries and possibly the fates of their infrastructure. Depending on how you look at fishery productivity, uh, the Klamath and the Eel River watershed could both qualify as number three, reason being that some counts include the Sacramento and the San Joaquin Delta as you know one system, which puts Klamath at two, and then the Eel River at number three. This is a real opportunity, especially on the heels of the Klamath dam removal that should be underway this summer. There's been a recent acceptance and understanding that while dams, some of them have benefits, not all dams are productive dams. Some of them are in a state of disrepair, and those dams, for those dams, you know, the cost is often greater than the benefit. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.